Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to AfterBuzz TV, the home of the official after show for Netflix original series, Sweet Magnolias. We have a loaded conversation today. But before we get into that, we sure hope you guys have been tuning in after every show that you watch to catch the after show here because we have cast and crew willing to give us insight and pieces of the show that you can't see anywhere else. So we want to make sure you always come here after every episode that you watch so you can join the conversation. So today we are talking season one, episode six, all the best intentions. And we... (laughs) Before we get into that, I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and I'm here with my incredible panelists, Kelsey, Tammy, and Bryant. And as promised, we are bringing you cast and crew to kind of give you insight on what's going on. So first up, now we're taking it way back. She's done production on Dawson's Creek. We've all loved that show. And more recently, Chicago Med. And she's a writer and co-EP on Sweet Magnolias. We've got Shelly Mills here. Also. Hi. <laughs> we know her as Annabelle Lenore Sullivan, a.k.a. Annie. This is her breakout role. We have Annalise Judge in here. <laughs> and then also, you may recognize him from The Ties That Bind and A Family Christmas Gift and so much more. We know him as the charming Chef Eric. And we have some questions for him now. But please welcome <laughs> Dion Johnstone. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Like I said, we have a loaded show, so let's run down these topics that we're going to go over today so we can really dive deep on everything that happened because it was a lot. So all of the best intentions, here we're seeing two sides to intention. And I wrote down the definition of intention um, to aim or plan just so we can be on the same page about what everybody was trying to do. So (laughs) we can talk about Cal's intentions for Maddie versus how Ty felt about them. We can talk about a chef Eric's intention to be helpful and hold it together versus the deeper need to get help. Annie's intention um, exposed in the kiss, but the confusion that it caused Ty. Ty's mm-hmm. intention in sharing the message, seeking advice from her friend, but the backfire versus the backfire hurting Annie. And Isaac's intention to learn about his past versus Eric not being happy about it at all. Low did. Let's dive in. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so we'll start with you. Let's just say, um, Kelsey, I love getting the feedback of the panelists just to see from a watcher's view how you felt about things. And then we'll get um, into the cast to chime in. But that mortified morning that Annie woke up with a hangover oh. and listening to that message. How did you feel just watching that? Girl, there was a pit in my stomach. I, you poor thing, like you poor thing. I mean, I've been there. I, my friends have been there. We've all been there. Oh, it's mortifying. It's horrible. And on top of that, it's like you're in high school too. And girls are mean and everyone's mean in high school. And 
it's just such an angsty period. Oh my gosh, I felt so badly <laughs> for Annie this episode. I was just like, I'm right there with you, sister. I feel for you. It hurt my heart. <laughs> yes, I think we all had that moment like, oh my gosh, she's going to flip out. So Shelly, uh-huh. let me ask you because you were in the writer's room. Um, I w- we would love to know what your involvement in it was in the in, in the unfolding of Annie, especially in this episode six. Um, you know, I've always, I think I'm a 14 year old at heart forever. <laughs> so I've always really enjoyed writing for teenagers because it's just so rich. There's so much to draw from. Mm-hmm. And now I have a 16 year old daughter and a 12 year old daughter also. So I'm going through it all again which is, you know, a process. Um, And there's just so much going on, both developmentally, right? You're trying to figure out who you are in the world, who you want to be versus who your parents expect and want you to be. That's always there. And I think that it's even more difficult than it was for a lot of us because now you've got social media, you've got school shootings, you've got all this other Mm -hmm. stuff and it was hard enough already, but it really, when in terms of character, gives you so much rich stuff to play. And I was so excited for this show to really make sure that the storyline we had for our younger cast was just as rich and had stuff happening as the older cast. Because for me, as a, as a viewer, what I don't like is, I call them TV kids, when you've got like mm-hmm. the adult conversation, mm-hmm. they're like, go to bed. And then the kids disappear. And I was like, wait, what? Does it happen? Yeah. Somebody needs a bath. Somebody's <laughs> got to be brush your teeth, read a, but whatever it is at whatever age it's real. And so we were really um, committed to making sure that these kids really had grounded, complicated, full lives. And mm-hmm. the cast just came in and just elevated everything. And we we're so thrilled. Ah. Annalise is like magic. I can't wait for the world to just fall in love. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, have we already, already have. Fall, yeah, oh, we already have. Fall in love, y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, beyond. You're so incredible. And, you know, talk to us a little bit because this is your breakout role. So how was it to be on set? How was it to fulfill this role? And how do you feel about everybody that you were working with around you? Just kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it was incredible. Um, even though it was my first like breakout role and my first major acting credit, I really didn't feel unprepared because I've been training for so long. You know, I've been preparing for this moment, you know, for this dream role to come along and everyone was so welcoming. Everyone was so kind and genuine. And it just, I feel like I fell into it immediately and we worked so hard on this and there was so much love and work that went into it. And I just feel like that really, really shows um, through everyone. I mean, from the writers to our directors, to each of the actors. I mean, I learned so much from each of them and I'm so grateful for that and the opportunity that I had to work with each one of them. They're incredible. All of them are extremely talented. It was, it was wonderful. It really was. Yes, I love it. And directly, you know, um, Dion, since we have you here, you've gotten to work directly with Annalise and scenes and everything like that. How much did you enjoy that in the development of her, her character? Oh, I, 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 amazing. Annalise is, is just a, a wonderful, a wonderful actor, um, a wonderful cast member to be to be performing with. Uh, I enjoy it. I mean, just the times even that we had just sitting in the, in the, in the cast chairs, getting to, to, to know each other and what's going on in each other's life. And, 
and uh, it's, uh, it's just a real special team that, that we have uh, with this cast. And I think uh, that energy and that, that trust and that fun and that, that, that love that, that everybody has for the show, for their characters, for working with each other, bleeds into the, into the screen. So it's uh, quite an exciting thing. Yeah, it's something that we're definitely seeing here. So, and we really appreciate you guys for that. Trust is something that a lot of you keep saying and we keep hearing. So I love that you guys had that. So let's dive into these topics because we're going to breeze by some of these because the part that Annie had and Chef Eric were so weighty. I want to make sure we spend time on that. So, you know, I don't know, Shelly, if you, you know, were involved in this, but Bryant, I'll ask you, how do you feel about Cal how he shows up as a man and his intentions for Maddie overall. I love it so much. And, you know, we talked to Justin about it and he mentioned how he had to take a step back as Justin and, and evaluate how Cal is approaching things because he didn't want it to come across like, you know, so throwing to the wayside the fact that she just got out of a divorce or like they mentioned, not even fully out of a divorce yet. So I love how he's doing it. He's open to it. But at the same time, he's being very aware. So, you know, those times where he's like, okay, I'll take a step back. Um, and mm -hmm. she, she's still dealing with her own thing. So I love it so much. And the kiss sent me, the date sent me, like it was all just amazing. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was so, Cal is the man that everybody needs in their life. Well, let me just speak for myself. Cal is the man I need in my life. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> he just did everything right. And Dion, this is the first time where we surprisingly saw that you and Cal had something. So how did you feel about that interaction and kind of showing up again as the hero, Eric Whitley? Well, you know, I mean, Eric's a guy who uh, is, is a very loyal friend and, and he, he really looks out for the people that, that he loves. And, um, and so just, uh, you know, another opportunity to see how he's expanding within the community and how he's getting to know people and, and how he reaches out and, and how he's there. Um, we're all really, really exciting things. That you know, the day that we shot um, with Justin as as Cal comes in, and you don't quite know what we're talking about, was actually the first time that we'd worked together on on set. And uh, and just a little behind the scenes tidbit: uh, I had just recently, uh, only a couple summers prior, gotten married, and, and we both kind of got to know each other through telling our stories of how we proposed to to our wives and. And all of that. And it was, uh, that was a really, really exciting thing. So, so we're both looking forward to, to uh, you know, hopefully a second season where you get to see more of their friendship grow and, and, and that community develop. So, so yes, cool. we love hearing that. That that's how you guys bonded because you're kind of like the hero. Well, you are the heroes of this show thus far. So that just makes perfect sense. Now, Shelley, we kind of see this crash of intentions here where. Cal obviously has the best of intentions for Maddie, but Ty is not taking it too well. In the writer's room, was it really intentional for you guys to really play up on that friction so we can really understand the depths of Ty's pain when it comes to divorce and his adjustment to things? Yeah, because, you know, it's really complicated in real, I think, in that, you know, everybody can go into a situation with the most positive of intentions, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to have a negative impact, right? So mm -hmm. that certainly was not Cal. I think that Cal was absolutely doing the right thing by sort of saying, this is where I am and this is what I want. No pressure. This is for Maddie to decide, but mm -hmm. this is how I feel, which was appropriate, 
but mm-hmm. Ty, I mean, Ty, poor Ty. <laughs> it's just <laughs> oh, between Noreen and the baby and poor Jackson and, you know, the rumors, oh. Maddie and the coach. I mean, who doesn't have sympathy for Ty, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's always better when you sort of can understand where they're all coming from and then it's just sort of a, a mess that you understand and there's no real bad guy. There's not really a villain. It's just, well, maybe Jackson, but <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst. Literally the worst I'm over ever. Jackson. He's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's awful. He's awful. Yes. But He's awful. we'll see. Maybe we can redeem Jackson too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kelsey, your thoughts on Jackson. We, we weren't feeling I it earlier. Jackson. I already told you guys, I was like, I'm not a Jackson fan. And when we find out that he's Mary's, what's her name? Mary Vaughn. Mary Vaughn. Mary, Mary oh, Vaughn. Yeah. Her son, I was like, oh, shocker. You know what? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> like, shocking. I'm just, I'm over Jackson. They're, those mean boys, those in high school, ugh, gross. And mean girls, but like, he's just annoying. I'm like, Jackson, knock it off. Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> we will learn more about Jackson. I think Ooh. have a little more sympathy for Jackson. Okay. Okay. okay now that I? sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> Yes, and, there, and every high school has a Jackson, so I'm sure we've all been there. Um, mm-hmm. I'll ask Tammy real quick. So, Tammy, what was it that you were seeing with the dynamic, let's say, in the kitchen scene with Ty and Maddie? I, you know, there was a boldness to Maddie and a vulnerability to Ty, but overall, it was a powerful conversation. What did you think about it, Tammy? Well, I love the fact that they even had that kind of platform that they, they have such great communication. I mean, I just think the story, the books, you know, all the writers, you, know, you in particular, Shelley, you've just really spotlighted how beautiful the communication is between Maddie and all of her kids, um, you know, especially during the hard times. Mm-hmm. You can't tell your, your child enough that, you know, they're loved and that, you know, we're here to, to make this easier for you if there's anything we can do. Just taking him into consideration at all times, um, I just really, really love that. And we- obviously, Ty did too. He, he started crying, like mm-hmm. he recognized the support and yeah. love, the unconditional love that he has from his mother. Yeah, we had a, a lot of women in the writers' room, and I don't want to get this wrong. I think three of us are moms of kids of varying ages, and so you know we've all had difficult conversations and all felt that it was really important to, to show that side of it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just about, oh, the, you know, the hot young coach. It's like, this is a family, right? And so mm-hmm. we have to be honest with each other if this is going to work at all as a family and figure out, you know, how to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love most about it is Maddie is still the mom. This wasn't a moment to be like, oh, how do you feel? And I'll, she was like, well, I'm not asking, but I'm letting you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really mm-hmm. appreciated mm-hmm. that because that is a real parent-child relationship there. It's not just, like you said, the TV kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I also really like the um, relationship or the, I don't I don't want to mix episodes up, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think I am, um, with Annie and Dana Sue because- mm-hmm. Sometimes as a mom, as a working mom, you're busy, you're distracted, Mm -hmm. you're dealing with a lot of things. And so is your kid, but you might miss that for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. You miss what's happening there. It's not because you're a bad mom. It's not because you don't love your child, but you've got a lot going on. And so, but that misconnection can be really painful 
for both of you, but in the moment it, it, for Annie, you know, and sort of like, what do you, you do with that? And how do you process when you, you're missing your dad, you've just got that one parent. And when you really need that connection, it's not there for you. It's really difficult. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just felt like that was another sort of really, you know, grounded truth that a lot of working mothers and mm-hmm. kids of working mothers have to manage. And to and, your point, Shelley, I don't remember which episode it was, um, but it was that episode where um, Annie takes that beautiful photo of the three mm-hmm, women mm-hmm. to give to her mom. Yeah. But Dana Sue's just not there emotionally. And she, mm-hmm. and um, Annie ends up throwing the picture in the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It just yeah. broke my heart. Talk about that missed moment of, you know, of connecting, not seeing. Yeah. Yeah, and we we're watching this unfolding a lot when it comes to Annie, and it's such an opportunity to learn. There's been so many layers to this character, so mm-hmm. um, you know, Annalise, maybe do you want to share with? I know you spoke to the fact that you've done a lot of preparation, but was there any specific preparation that you did for Annie's character after you read the script that really helped you find those layers and the depths to everything that she had going on? Um. Honestly, Annie and I are very, very similar. Um, and I really tried to narrow down the super objectives of her struggles that she goes through because there's so many layers, like you said, to her and the things that she goes through, like we were talking about with her mom. I don't think that it's necessarily attention-seeking behavior, but it's more connection-seeking. Mm-hmm. And that's something that she really craves throughout the season that everyone gets to experience and you know she really just wants that relationship with her mom because in the earlier episodes we see um, the bitterness and the anger that she has towards Mm -hmm. her because of the things that happened with her dad Mm -hmm. Um, I fortunately don't have to deal with that at home you know I have a very stable home life my parents are happily married so that was something that I really had to dive into um, because I haven't felt that sort of betrayal from a parent or that sort of um, what's the word abandonment almost Mm -hmm. um, from someone who kind of what Ty is going through even with his dad you know it was just sudden and out of the blue and it's like how could you do this to me and now I'm just left here to cope with it and Mm -hmm. what am you know what am I supposed to do with that you know Mm -hmm. so I think we definitely see a lot with that um, with a lot of the characters but especially excuse me with Annie um, Mm -hmm. as she kind of navigates through her problems throughout the season yeah Definitely. It's so interesting that you mentioned that, Annalise, because I'm the biggest Tyler and Annie fan on this um, panel. And (laughs) I didn't even see like how they're so on the same page. And I think that's why they connect is because they're going through so much of the same stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I, like totally went over my head the fact that they're dealing with the same thing. And that's probably why they're connecting so much. So I was just like, this episode was like, killed me because I was like, no, not the fight. I love each other. <laughs> love each other. <laughs> For real. Well, and it's interesting too, because when we talked to Carson, he said the exact same thing. That was one of his biggest um, like preparations that he had to go through. He was like, I have a stable home life. So I had to ask my friends. I had to read articles. I had to research about parents who had been divorced and kids who have gone through that. So I'm right there with you, Brian. I'm like, oh my God, how did we miss this? It's yeah. right there. <laughs> I love them too. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, something else that Carson brought up was the fact that here in the parents, there's a lot of multi-generational, you know, parallels here, but we're watching the parents and the girlfriends get along just fine. But he had mentioned how the kids are struggling to find that you know, cohesiveness within each other. So it's like, you're right, Anna, um, 
Annie's going through the same thing that Ty is going through, but this is also a time where they're butting heads in a really weird way, just because, you know, the teenagery thing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, have, has been popping up. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're in the church, um, vicinity and we got the moms, they're just gushing over how everything's going so great for them. And this is a real moment where I think there was a knot in all of our stomachs, like, oh my God, Annie has to approach Ty about this message that she left in her tipsiness and I thought that was very mature because you know some people can avoid the situation so I guess I'll ask you Shelly was that something that was very intentional to have Annie just face it head on and get to the bottom of what she needed yeah because I mean she has known Ty forever since they were you know babies really they grew up together Mm -hmm. so if it was some random boy then probably not but I think that that was a different relationship and so mm-hmm. the hope was that she'd be able to approach him kind of get you know have a conversation and clear the air but it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. no it did not happen um but you know well hopefully we'll see some more unfold with them when it comes to that and I definitely think there's a lot more to talk about with Annie but I want to switch gears here a little bit just because We've got this Eric Whitley character sprinkled throughout the episode, but he's a very poignant character and a very cherished character. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Dion, before we get, I guess, into all the nuances of what happened in this particular episode, how do you feel about your character overall? And what do you want us as an audience to receive from Eric Whitley? Wow. I love Eric. Um, I mean, one of the things I, I love about him is his sense of, of loyalty, um, his respect for, for people's boundaries, um, but his willingness to um, really pay attention to when things seem off and, and, and as a friend to, 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 to be there to try to help someone through something that they may be going through um, that may be difficult for them. Uh, Eric has his own uh, demons and his own past, which gradually will unfold. So I want to be, you know, very careful not to not to get into what that might be about. But I, I think what he holds onto um, defines a lot of of why he's so private and why he guards other people's privacy so much. There's a there's a real understanding that he has and a real respect. Um, I think he has a um, a very strong connection with with Dana Sue. Um, I think he sees uh, and understands um, maybe from uh, different reasons and from a different standpoint, but but he can feel and understand the struggle that that she's going through in her life, and he wants to to uh, to be there. So uh, it's uh, it's great playing a character like that. It's great playing a character who, when push comes to shove, he's going to be there for you. He'll, he'll do what needs to be done, and we've seen that a little bit of that. Um, yeah, he'll push, shove, punch, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. needs to be done yeah. to guard and, and, and protect his, his, his own. But he comes from, I think, a very honorable and a very just mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, I, and I love that about him. Dean, I was going to say, I actually, I like that you brought up the point of he and Dana Sue's relationship, because it's like, mm-hmm. we all love him and Helen, duh. Like, we want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. But... But the, the relationship that he and Dana Sue has, I think, is really, really special. And so, Shelly, I'm curious, how did um, you guys kind of, like, foster their relationship? Was that important to you guys in the writer's room? Were you like, this needs to be prominent? 
Oh, absolutely. Because I think that was, you know, one of the prime ways that we see who Eric is as a person, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not like he's, he is a very private person. He's not talking to everybody, but people that he cares about very clearly, he will do anything and, you know, put himself in harm's way or do whatever it takes mm -hmm. um, to help others. And I think, you know, without giving anything away, it's clear that he's been through some difficult times. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes him sensitive to when other people that he cares about are going through difficult times and he wants to help. And I think that the challenge we're sort of seeing is Eric trying to figure out how to help himself mm -hmm. and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, Bryant, I'll go to you on this one, but what were your thoughts? Cause you know, Eric personally threw me for a complete loop in this episode. Bryant, what were your thoughts when we see that moment after Noreen has the moment in Sullivan's and then Eric rushes behind to gather his self. Like, what were your thoughts about Eric Whitley or even where the story was going to go with him? <laughs> Definitely. That moment also like surprised me because we just see him finally break down. He has always kept it together and always has been there for everybody else. And finally, this is the moment where he's like, okay, I think I'm taking on too much. I think I'm handling too much. And my, my front is starting to fall apart. You know, now it's my the cracks are starting to show. So I was definitely surprised when that happened because he's been helping everybody. He's been doing the best for everybody else, but it's kind of the same boat as everybody in this show, as Dana Sue, as Helen, that helping every other person, you forget to help yourself first. So it, it was so amazing to see that. And I remember talking to Heather about just how he has been that kind of person along with Helen. So I loved it. And I remember Heather telling us like, he's just a man's man that can just take a step back and be like, okay, chef. Yes, chef. So I just, I just like thought yes, about it right now. Yes. <laughs> Okay, chef. <laughs> I can definitely appreciate that. So yeah, with the, the intention for chef um, to not only be helpful and hold it together, we now see him have this deep and almost desperate need to hold it together for himself. So when he checks into the PTSD clinic, or not the clinic, but just the conversation of the self-help group. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where that goes. So I guess, you know, Shali, without giving the whole house away, I know you alluded to some things that were going to unfold for him, but um, is there any nuggets that you can give on what we can expect <laughs> to see from Dion's character? Is, this, is it going to keep going down this road? Or are we going to, what do we find in here? I can't give anything away. Okay. I, Dion, I can't think of what I can say that. I know, I know. Without reading it. Good. Ooh, that <laughs> so means totally lots of it. good stuff. I know. I can just see this yeah. is just warming up. It's getting hot. This is getting grace. I mean, getting great. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about heat because, you know, and maybe Tammy, you can chime in on this, but that whole scene where poor Annie had to deal with being put on blast in school and then having to hit up her friend like WTF, homie, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And that confrontation, how did you, the tears, everything, like, I felt like I was there. What, what, what did you gather from that, Tammy? It was, it was mortifying. I mean, Annie had already been through so much, you know, just being horrified that the text got leaked. Um, the the and then getting that text you know just giving you a heads up it's like okay this has just gotten a million times worse mm -hmm. and then he goes mm -hmm. over ty goes over to see annie and it's just this horrible blow like she won't listen to him she wants nothing to do with him 
and you could just see I feel you girl yeah. oh my god you could just see her <laughs> breaking you could see him breaking and he walks I'm getting like goosebumps slams the door it was just so heartbreaking because mm-hmm. you know the writing and the actors and everyone has just created such a special bond between the two of them you know from from the first episode we see your history we see the fact that you guys have grown up in diapers you know and so to see this kind of betrayal it was just heartbreaking heartbreaking well, and it's so hard too because i i i don't even feel like it was betrayal like a lot of the teen right. stuff that we ended up doing would come up from stories that happened to our kids in school or their friends or whatever mm-hmm. and it was a version of this and you know i don't think that it was wrong of Ty to go to his best friend and say i don't know what to do i got this message right yeah jackson taking the phone and texting the whole team Mm. that's horrible obviously (laughs) that was never ty's intention it was horrible for him too but once that's out in the world how does ty fix it it's like how do you fix it this is the whole this is what kids have to deal with and it's so hard i mean i Mm -hmm. just there's no really answers you know as parents or people that teach there's no once these things sort of happen it just it just the chips fall where they fall and you've got to help pick up the pieces but it's just hard mm-hmm. yeah well, annie she, had annie had a solution she said why didn't you just delete it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no what, what like, really stuck oh, out yeah. with me what really stuck out with me was the fact that ty didn't want to talk to her about it this whole time of course he was de- de- dealing with it and trying to avoid her and then annie said this thing that just stuck with me she's like you needed to talk about it. Why didn't you talk to me about it? And I yes. was like, it's, it, I was just like, whoa, because just for her to be so aware and just be like, that could have been the easiest solution. That right. could have, nothing, would, none, none of this would have happened if you would have just came to me and we, we, we worked through it. And then he wouldn't have to expose it to his best friend, expose it to anybody else. So I love that moment. I was just like feeling for both of them. It was so heartbreaking, like you said, Tammy. But then you have yeah. to be like, uh, high school girls are so much more mature than high school boys. Exactly. Yeah. So true. Of course, like, <laughs> exactly. the girl's going to feel that way. But the guy's like, yo, I need to show this to my best friend. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I mean, Ty doesn't know what he's feeling because he's like, wait, right. do I mm-hmm. like my friend from all yes. I'm not sure. Maybe what? I think he is. It's so like, confused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely no (laughs) yes that is all such powerful feedback which leads me to you Annalise like maybe you can let us in not only on how you felt about that playing out but was there any special preparation or you know that you did for that scene in particular or was it just a culmination of things and you were really feeling it let us in on that process and what you thought um it definitely was a very emotional scene Carson and I are so close um I mean, he's definitely a really great friend of mine. So that was really hard for us to have to have that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely substituted things that have happened in my life before, situations that aren't necessarily the same, but where I felt those same feelings. Um, I almost, I took it as Annie wasn't as mad at Ty as she was at herself because Mm -hmm. she allowed Cece to get in her head and to convince her to go to the party. You know, she was a little envious of the relationship that was blossoming between her and Ty and everything that was going on with them. She just, she felt like she needed to do that for his attention. And so he Mm -hmm. would see her because she wasn't feeling very seen. And so for her to allow herself to be in such a vulnerable position was just devastating to her because I don't think that she's really let people in like that before Mm -hmm. other than maybe her dad or someone really close to her who was a really important figure 
in her life who also disappointed her. So for that to kind of happen to her, and I feel like she's definitely angry with herself for allowing him the opportunity to make her feel like that. Um, definitely though, I mean, he, I feel like Ty could have handed it a little better, you know, maybe talk to Annie, um, of course, like we all were saying, you know, it could have been handled a lot better if they had just talked it out. Like Annie had said in the fight, you know, if you had just talked to me, you know, I've been trying to talk to you. Um, I definitely feel like that could have solved a lot, but they are teenagers, you know, they're learning and there's so much else going on in their lives. It was easier, mm -hmm. I feel like, for both of them to try to push it down and push it away and not really deal with it until it just blew up in their faces. And it definitely, I feel like, hurt Annie a lot, um, as well as Ty. Yeah, that was so well said. You're just blowing me away, girl. Because <laughs> for, for someone to be bright enough and bold enough and introspective enough to say, you know, yeah, I'm mad at him. I'm mad at that man. I'm mad at that my friend. I'm more mad at myself. And that in and of itself is the kind of power that we all have, but not everybody is able to recognize. And that's what I love about this show is it really makes you think, are you able to give someone else the same grace that you have to give yourself when you make mistakes? And that was mentioned in the show. So, you know, Shelly, I guess this would go to you and discussions in the writer's room. What, what is it that you guys were intentionally wanting to pull from the characters and the script so that the audience maybe could learn something and pull something different from themselves as they watch. I think that it's really um, an awareness that everyone is dealing with their own stuff, right? With their own struggles. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot going on below the surface. You can look at it with Eric, with Annie, with Ty, you know, and on the surface, you know, things are great. And then underneath there's a lot going on. And, all those things below the surface affect how you move through the world. And I think that all of us in our lives, if we sort of try to remember that and then walk through the world with a little more kindness and awareness that everybody is going through something that you might not know about, that they might not want to talk about, but why don't we be kind to each other? Mm -hmm. I think that we need a lot more of that these days. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we all, especially <laughs> in these too. times. Yeah, absolutely. So. No, that's beautiful. It makes sense. And it really does um, translate very, very well in this show. So I just commend you guys as a, you know, cohesive team. Everything seemed to work and flow very well. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to ask Annalise about the layers and things like that. And, you know, Dion, you touched on it. But, you know, as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wow, we, now we don't know everything that's going to happen with Eric, but it mm -hmm. seems like there's a lot beneath the surface. Was there any special preparation that you did or insight that you got on the character that you were able to bring to it? So yes, we're seeing him on the surface a certain way, but there's all this stuff bubbling underneath. You know, for, for, for me, the, the, the key, and, and I think this really is a turning point episode for him, um, especially uh, the confrontation that he, that he has with, with Isaac. Yeah. Um, is is going to and I won't say how the excitement will be to find out how, but it's going to unlock. It's going to unlock some some pieces that have been needed for mm -hmm. for Eric, and and I think there is something when you have the ability to to recognize someone else who is in in need and, and reach out and, and and give a hand. Sometimes that can lead to your own healing in in ways that that you didn't even know for mm -hmm. for yourself, 
and and I think that's another uh, beautiful theme that that runs through the the show, and and that's that's something with 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 Eric that I tried to to lock into. So I you know I knew in advance kind of what he's sitting on and and, and what that what that personal pain is, um, but to really you know work from the, the, the place of a person who you can only bury it so far and you can only bury it for so long. If it's not addressed and it's not dealt with, it's, it's eventually going to rise up to consume you. And he might not have realized it for himself if, if he didn't have the ability to, through, through love and friendship, see it happening to, to another. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so I think these are, are, are steps that are going to lead him on a, on a path, hopefully towards healing. Yeah, you mentioned the bubbling up, which I feel like we saw come to the surface mm-hmm. when Isaac was confronted. So, uh, you know, I'll toss it to you, Kelsey. First of all, did you see that coming? Second of all, how did it make you feel? And what was your perception of that scene when, you know, he confronted Isaac about being too nosy? <laughs> you know, I didn't really see it coming, but we have had like little glimpses of Isaac being nosy like in Dana Sue's office or just asking one too many questions where Dana's like, okay, like relax, you know? And a couple of them have snapped at him, like minor snaps um, throughout these past couple episodes. So I kind of felt like there was a missing story there and that we were going to find out eventually. I didn't think that that was going to be how it happened. So I was like, whoa, Eric, (laughs) but I was happy to kind of see it. I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is why this kid is rooting around everywhere, asking a million and one questions. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. And I I will say that that was the first time that Eric actually scared me. You know, he he punched Brad, Brad, he he punched Brad, which was great. That didn't scare me. Um, He had had other (laughs) confrontations. He had other confrontations, but with Isaac, I was like, okay. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that this scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was almost like Eric was scared. Like Eric was scared that something was gonna, you know, that this information was gonna come out that mm-hmm. he didn't want to come out. So he was he was scared. So he was like projecting that and mm-hmm. putting that on Isaac, which yeah, was scary. I agree with you, Tammy. Yeah. It's wild. You feel that by compressing it, you can you can hide it and get away from it, you know, get away from your 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 pain. And not realizing the ways that you project it that, that other people can pick up on. And to have someone touch on a nerve, it just makes you go, what is that? What, what, what is that? Because mm-hmm. that is an extreme uh, reaction that, that, uh, that did scare him. Um, scared yeah. me in the moment. <laughs> <to me. laughs> yeah, so, I like that. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, please. Well, I was just going to say, I, it just came to me. I was thinking of the parallel between you and Dana Sue because that's exactly what I was thinking about her as I think that was episode four when she had fallen out and all of these things. But it's just like all of the stuff she was going through, I could tell that there was healing she didn't do. And she had a PTSD mm-hmm. with men and Brad and who's who scratched up the car, who's outside. There was this culmination of like, I don't trust men. I don't trust anybody. I got to do it myself, blah, blah, blah. And then we see it overflow and passing out in the kitchen. And it just coming to this point where it's like, here it is. So you guys definitely have that kind of mirroring lessons and unfoldings together. Yeah. 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 
Yes, absolutely. Oh, Isaac. But we do love Isaac because he's adorable. <laughs> no, like, he's adorable. How can you not? How can you not? He's, you know. Give him the right path. Give him the right guidance. <laughs> yes, because, you know, Bryant, you can touch on this, but he had that sweet moment with Annie. Yeah. And, I, and then Annalise, we can hear from you. But um, what did you think about just that cool, sweet little moment of Isaac kind of coming to Annie's rescue and being able to give her advice in a lost moment. It was um, so sweet. And like you said, just adds more to the layers of him because like Kelsey said, he's kind of just been poking around, just asking little questions, trying to find out more, more information about everybody else, but we don't have that much information about him. So it was really interesting to see that extra layer to him that he's just, you know, caring, wanting to look out for other people. And that's just the whole community coming full circle again, no matter where you come from, if you're just new to Serenity or if you've been there forever, everybody cares to everybody else. So I love seeing that. Yes, and Annalise, maybe you can touch on that because one thing now that we got to the end of the episode that, you know, Isaac pointed out was um, connect with your mom, get advice from her, even mm. if you're not all the way open with what's going on. Because at first Annie was like, no way, I'm not going to tell her what's going on. <laughs> there was still an opportunity. So as an actress, how did you find that? Because <sighs> the scene was so full. When you waited for Dana Sue, your mom to come home, and you're just like, I just wanted to see you. It was so rich and so full. So how did you find that point? And what did you think about that scene for the character? Um, I definitely think that that was a beautiful moment. I think that a lot of us teenagers forget that our parents were once teenagers too. And that even if they didn't go through the same things that we're going through detail by detail, they understand. I mean, they mm -hmm. definitely parents have that wisdom that we don't have yet or that comes with experience and experiencing these things that we haven't yet experienced and so I feel like after sitting on that for a while and really thinking about it Annie was like wow like my giving my mom a hug right now would really make me feel better because my entire world is falling apart it feels like everyone's against me right now but I know that you never will be and I think that that was definitely a really a really powerful moment especially between Brooke and I because we are so close and that was just really it was a sweet moment for us. I love that. I just want to say one of my notes I have, um, just because you mentioned everyone against you, I literally, my note, it says, get out of here, Cece. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, I can't deal with her. No, <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> get out of here, Cece. Yeah, Annie, Annie definitely feels that way. I feel like sometimes um, you saw in the earlier episodes, her and Kyle were kind of tricking Cece about the high school mm -hmm. musical and I love ballet, that. but we did see some remorse <laughs> there when Cece humiliated herself in front of the mm -hmm. team, trying to impress Ty. Um, I definitely feel like everyone has a story and that is why it's so real because everyone has layers. Everyone has a reason that they are the way that they are. And even if you don't like someone at first and they seem to be attacking you, and just coming at you and you're really just freaked out because you don't understand why or you feel really threatened by them, there's always something beneath that. You know, and beneath anger, there's always hurt or beneath sadness, there can be betrayal. And you know what I mean? There's all these emotions that come with mm -hmm. that. And I feel like even with Jackson and with people that you might at first glance be like, why are you the way that you are? Like, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> and with Susie, yeah, yeah, we come to see that everyone has a reason, you know, for the mm -hmm. things that they do. And no, those, you know, your upbringing and those reasons don't necessarily excuse bad behavior and mean things, but they definitely can give you a deeper understanding of why they mm -hmm. are the way that they are. 
Absolutely. Yeah, which is a vi- that was so well said. Um, so boop, there you have that. <laughs> um, and you know, and kindness to, matters. Oh, uh, kindness mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you know, we see that same kindness in Kyle for you. So, do you want to touch on you know that oh, relationship Kyle. a little bit? Yeah, Kyle is so mm-hmm. sweet. I'm definitely excited for everyone to see where that goes um, and the thing and, you know, that friendship and how strong it really is, because even before Ty came over and there was that huge fight between him and Annie, Kyle was like, what happened? Like, I need to go mm-hmm. check on her. Like, mm-hmm. and it really, I think, shows that there are people who love you and care for you, even if you don't necessarily see that in the moment. So even though mm-hmm. Annie was feeling like everyone was against her, there still were people that you could see that were there for her and wanted to make sure that she was okay. And I think that that's definitely a strong, a strong topic to think about when you think about your own life, you know, and something that you have to remember that even if you don't feel like everyone is with you or like the whole world is against you, that there still are people who are there for you and care for you and want to see you do well. Totally. Gosh, that is great advice. We are just yeah. being schooled. Our topic is amen. Like our, that's just our word for this. Like, yes. Seriously. Well, you know, something else that keeps coming up in this as we speak with everybody and, you know, we get to speak with more of the cast and behind the scenes is, um, the topic and the power of relatability. So maybe Shelly, you can speak to this. How did you guys in the writer's room really get to these conclusions of what would be very relatable for, and you know, and the way it's going to translate from screen to us in the audience? Like how did relatability play a part in this? I think we just tried, we really wanted Serenity to feel like a place where anybody could belong, right? So if you can see yourself in Serenity, then you can sort of, you can relate, you know? So we were kind of really purposeful when we sort of had to add characters to sort of expand the world that we really tried to be as inclusive as possible. And then when we included people um, just to kind of piggyback on what Annalise said, you know, at this point in episode six, you're sort of like, oh, Jackson, Cece. But even these characters that at first glance where you're like, I, I, you know, enough of that, try to give them dimensions as well so that you understand that nobody's just like there mm-hmm. to be, you know, there's no person that is without value, that is without, everybody's got a reason and a purpose and a deeper sort of struggle that they're trying to work through to be in this community so and it really makes it I think a community a true community in that way so that was a and to your point Shelley and we also had when it comes to best intentions gone awry in this episode um, it was Bill and Noreen asking the kids to be in the wedding right my god Right, I was just right. had, like, please tell me how you felt about that because I felt some kind of way. Like, um, <laughs> honey, let them breathe. <laughs> it's, it's hard though. It's like you almost feel badly for all, like everyone in that situation. Yeah. Oh. It's like you feel badly for Noreen. You feel badly for Bill. You feel badly for the kids. You feel badly for Maddie. It's like, I mean, yeah. kind of like Shelly was saying, everyone has their. It's like no one's really out to be malicious. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, oof, yeah. That yeah. and that last moment with Ty and Maddie, like literally, I watched the last oh, ten minutes like in the car, like in the backseat. I was like, <laughs> 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 it was like so sad. I was like, not my boy. Like, <laughs> oh my. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. Jamie, Jamie Lynn is brought such a beautiful humanity to that role because yeah you know we tried very hard to make her you we didn't want everybody to hate Noreen mm. but you know just on the page it's hard but she mm. brought such you know a human touch to it all she just I think did such a beautiful job that you do I mean I go oh my god what are you thinking of course we're not going to be in your wedding but you know she's getting married <laughs> yeah. she's oh. in love she, you know yeah. she's not coming from the place of this you know villain who's trying to right so it's it's yeah and she's lonely yeah very mm-hmm. lonely mm-hmm. no family yeah. there yeah yeah it's a very interesting thing because I'm just watching sometimes I try not to give too much opinion but I'm like yo <laughs> like <laughs> we don't there, we don't even have divorce papers, baby <laughs> And I know you are just all just as pregnant as can be, but I'm even shocked that they sat down for a family dinner. I, I don't I don't have children, but I'm daddy's girl. I love my parents. I don't know if I'd be ready. I'd be like, um, excuse me, like I'm not done healing. So I even have to commend mm. Ty for showing up. Bless Katie's little heart. She's just I know. so sweet. She's just and, so pure. Oh. So it kind of doesn't really know what's going on because you know we had that moment where she's in prayer like fix my family and you know oh, and that hey, made me no, cry Katie. that made you me know? cry and or yeah Maddie, so just... I mean I think that was a pretty big moment I don't think I could have gone there of like you can be in the wedding don't say no for me I think I would have been like yes say no for me yeah say no. <laughs> she's like so what'd you say no for me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and it's yeah. just like ice cream and then you know bill I, I you know i can't wait to learn even more about his character because thus far i see him as extremely insensitive it's like mm-hmm. you just expect everybody to the world revolves around you which is mm-hmm. probably why the marriage didn't work but i'm just so confused as how he's just throwing his kids and throwing his wife and throwing the town into this thing that it's just going to take time to understand um so i'm kind of enjoying having my moments where i'm like mm, well, it's interesting <laughs> because if you think about it from Bill's perspective, it all does revolve. He, that's how he's been raised. That's how he's lived his whole life. That's, that's how it's worked. So he's got to sort of wake up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but to this point, that's his reality. So mm-hmm. that's how Just because he's a hot doctor doesn't mean the whole world revolves around him. <laughs> well, that's true. Right. He learned that at the auction. Okay. <laughs> Until he pulled out that checkbook. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so Dion, let me ask you, because even though you, you know, don't have much, or I don't think you've had interaction at all really with Bill, what do you mm-hmm. think about just this crazy situation as a person with, you know, no divorce papers, we got a pregnant baby girl and baby on the way, the kids, that what is just your take on the show and that situation? I find that situation uh, heart heartbreaking. And, yeah. and you know, Eric had a moment with, with Noreen at, at, at the beginning of the episode. And, and, I, and yeah. I love that. Uh, you really see Noreen's vulnerability and, and, and how she's just trying to, to live her life. And, and she's not the bad person here. It's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a, a, an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> with Bill, it's just like, oh, man, come on. Like, you, <laughs> He just keeps missing it, just keeps missing it. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, it's, it's another one of those things where you, you just wonder how long before that compounds in a really, 
you know, where's that, where's that? It's just building. It's just building. So, uh, uh, sounds like things are about to get more and more <laughs> juicy. <laughs> no, yeah. piggyback, um, piggybacking off of that, like Dion said, and like we mentioned earlier, you know, no one is above redemption. And I think that's really playing to the other side of it. Bill truly, I feel like, thinks that he's doing right by Noreen and that he's doing the right the right thing you know in the first episode he said to um Dr. Howie how you know him and Maddie were on the rocks anyway like he's just doing mm -hmm. right by Noreen why is it anybody else's business but I think that also speaks to the natural selflessness selflessness excuse me of a mother how Maddie is so you know it's okay if you want to be in the wedding like don't say no for me you know she's very perceptive of their feelings and she wants to make sure that they understand that her relationship with Bill doesn't have to be their relationship with Bill mm -hmm. um and you know he's really trying you know you see that he really mm -hmm. wants a relationship with his kids but it just feels like everything he does is a mistake um so I definitely feel like some people will feel for that for him and um that he's not an all-around bad guy you know he made a mistake a really terrible one of course you know that <laughs> It's just it makes you go like, really? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But okay, it's one fine. That he's trying to, you know, but it's one that he's really trying to make up for mm -hmm. and do right by. Um, because it's the situation, you know. Once something like that happens, it's like, well, now what? You know, you have to do something. You can't just not do anything about it. Um, and so I just feel like he's handling it how he feels is best, which isn't, of course how everybody else might feel it is best but um I definitely can appreciate his efforts towards his kids and towards Noreen even though we do see Noreen kind of stand up for herself a bit in episode six after mm -hmm. she went to the spa opening and Bill was like oh you you went she's like yeah, yeah you know I did and I had yes, a really I did. Nice time. Mm -hmm. so we definitely see her independence um mm -hmm. which is nice because it almost feels like everything does revolve around Bill and Noreen is kind of understanding that and she's like no I'm I'm gonna go have fun you know I want to go to the baseball games but she said I can't okay well I'm gonna go to the spa opening and I'm gonna go out in town because she deserves to be able to do that you know she made a mistake also but again nobody is above redemption nobody you know everybody makes mistakes and nobody deserves to be punished forever for those mm -hmm. um, right. so I definitely right. feel like it's great to see both sides of that Amen. Right, Amen so. again. Yeah. Amen I mean, again. <laughs> over here feeling bad for being petty. <laughs> it does not excuse the actions whatsoever. Like I said, your upbringing and the things that you do, none of that is excused just because you feel like you're doing the right thing. But um, I definitely hope that people don't feel complete hatred towards any one character because mm -hmm. of their mistakes yeah. because we do all make mm -hmm. mistakes even if they're yep. huge like that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great question Annalise you know that's a great question when, when you think in terms of how do we move on like when we've made mistakes and, and we mm -hmm. all do in our life how do you move forward how do you I mean there's consequences yeah. to everything that we do and, and here's a situation where you see all the consequences the consequences on, on one's entire family how in the midst of all of that, do you move forward and, and, and continue to, to, to contribute, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I love that this show really examines that and, and, and addresses that and uncovers that and isn't afraid to, to, to show that side of life. Yeah.
Yeah. And it's very worth it to ask those questions, you know, and I love how the show just pulls that out for everyone um, and how all these life lessons are sprinkled throughout the entire thing. Um, You know, great job. Kudos to you guys. You know, before we get out of here, I don't know if, you know, Shelly, is there anything you want to share about um, not necessarily what's to come? Because I know we don't, you know, we can't go too much into that, but just anything else you might want to share with the audience while you're here of what you want them to gain or conversations you want them to have? I guess, I mean, maybe I sort of said it before, for me, it all comes down to community and there's a specific friendships that we ha- we see in the show and relationships, but in a, on a, in a bigger picture community and what kind of community do we want to live in? And so once we sort of figure that out, how, to, how do we then behave towards other people in our community in order to get, you know, I, I just wish we could all live in serenity, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. That would be cute and fun. And, you know, my <laughs> panelists, you know, um, panelists, did you guys have any questions that we didn't maybe get to or that you wanted to ask Dion, Annalise, or Shelly while we're here? Yeah. I had a quick one for Annalise because I know you brought it up briefly earlier, Annalise, that you and Brooke are really close. Are you guys still really close? Have you stayed in contact throughout crazy quarantine? We have, we have. She just joined Instagram actually. And so we've been texting about that. And um, I hope to attach it to her Twitter so that she could post on both. She's, I mean, she's awesome. I really do love Brooke so much. She's, our connection is really natural. So playing her daughter was just so easy. I love that. Cute. I love it. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I love it. How about you, Dion? Before we leave, um, is there anything that you want the audience to know about your character or you or just anything that you want to leave the audience with to ponder on? Or I love that the, 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 the town is called Serenity and, and Serenity sometimes takes work. <laughs> you know, it doesn't just come like that. And, and so this, to me, is, is such a beautiful story about how, how does one overcome? How do you do that? How do you find that serenity? Mm-hmm. So. What, I, wow. what I would say, too, is, uh, like you said, Shelly, I want to be part of serenity because we got, you know, coach, uh, baseball coaches taking off their shirts. And, the, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got cute baseball boys. We got gorgeous men who bake. So I'm like, hello. <laughs> I need to be part of the town. <laughs> my bags are packed I'm heading to Georgia (laughs) (laughs) seriously Brian I might be right there with you because I'm like these men in here are amazing (laughs) (laughs) very well done (laughs) more amazing men coming Oh, Jordan oh, and Margarita. Girl, don't get us too excited. Wait, more oh, that's what I'll coming. tell you about the future. There's more. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Oh my God, I love that so much. <laughs> all right, Annalise, how about you? You've already dropped so many gems on us and pretty much given us all something to think about. Is there anything that you wanted to add that you want the audience to take home with them, either about your character or a life lesson? Um, definitely just staying true to yourself. For sure. I feel like Annie tried to change herself a lot for other people around her and really bottle up who she was. Um, But standing up for who you are and what you believe in and really just staying firm in yourself and your true authentic self is really, really important. And I hope that everyone can see that in Annie, as well as see a friend that they might know, you know, someone that they can relate to and Mm want to be around, you know, and maybe they can relate to somebody that they have in their life who they really 
look at again and they're like, oh, wow, like maybe we should have a conversation about what's going on in your life right now. And that's just, I feel like those friendships that we see are very powerful. Yes. Well, this whole conversation has been so powerful and so insightful. I, we are so appreciative of your time and your expertise and your words and your wisdom and insight on this whole thing. So thank you guys so, so much for being thank here with so us. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, absolutely. And those and Chef Eric can bake us some stuff if he wants. I love it all. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And huge thanks to everyone watching. I know you enjoyed this episode. So please continue to stay tuned on Sweet Magnolias. Binge watch, tweet, comment, join the conversation. We are having such a great time with all of the themes and everything that you can stand to learn with this show as well as enjoy it. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. You can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, which is J-A-I-M-I. And of course, my incredible panel um, on Twitter, you can find Tammy Govea, T-A-M-I-G-O-V-E-I-A. Um, and of course, Kelsey in the building, you can find her on IG and Twitter <laughs> at Kells Meyer, number two, K-E-L-S-M-E-Y-E-R and the number two. And of course, last but not least, our amazing Bryant. You can find him on Instagram, Twitter, and all the things social media <laughs> at the Bryant Santos, T-H-E-B-R-Y-A-N-T Santos. So thank you guys so much for watching and see you next after show. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.